uh, for a verse for the new year, and it's, it's very slightly, only very slightly embarrassing. I'm not that easily embarrassed. Uh, but but the, the verse that kept coming to me is a verse I've already spoken on. So don't think that I haven't thought about it, because I, I promise, Scout's honour, that, that I have. But I, I'd like to turn again uh, for this first Sunday. Uh, uh, it is our first Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Our first Sunday in the new year. Uh, I'd like to turn again to um, the book of Galatians, and I, and I want to talk. It's my kind of New Year's, not a resolution, just we don't need a, really, uh, a resolution, but that we walk in the Spirit, keep in step with the Holy Spirit. That's really not for the new year, that's for our, our Christian life. That's the way we're supposed to do life. And um, well, people have already referred this, this morning to kind of choices that we have. Yeah. You can kind of. We have been made new. Bill shared that verse. We've been made new. We've been born again. That's not a kind of brand of Christian, by the way. That's what God does. It's his activity, making us wake up to life, giving us a new start on the inside. And uh, there's loads of people in this world uh, that wouldn't think of becoming Christians. But but if you said, would you like a new start? They'd say, oh, yes. Well, that's what God has done when we become Christians. He's, He's put new life inside us. But, but the truth is we then have choices every day. Yeah. Uh, Hillary spoke about that. You can kind of, it's the choice. Do, do I call out on the name of Jesus and, and involve him in my life? Or do I kind of go my own sweet way and do my own thing the best, best I can manage? And we've got choices like that all the time. And the Bible's very honest about that kind of thing, about how, how great people sometimes make wrong choices. And now sometimes rubbish people make really good choices as well, come to think of it. Uh, but, but I want to encourage us to walk in the Spirit. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, Paul, Paul kind of outlines two ways of walking, two kind of choices you can make. And most of us are not on one or the other. We kind of veer a little bit. So my encouragement th- this year is that we learn to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And uh, he talks, first of all, of what, what he calls, uh, verse 19, the works of the flesh. That's kind of living our, our own way, if you like. Living, we've got a human body, it's got its weaknesses, it's got its cravings and desires. We can choose to kind of just go with that, just live whatever we feel at, at that moment. Or we can keep in step with the Holy Spirit who's been given to us and is inside us to help us live more like Jesus. And so he says in verse 19, the acts of the flesh, that's the acts of doing things our own sweet way, uh, well, they lead to things like sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft. They're kind of a bit more dramatic ones. And then there's kind of the more normal ones like hatred or discord, dissensions, you know, forming little groups, factions, being a bit cliquey, envy drunkenness or and the like in other words these are just illustrative kind of doing things your own way leads to kind of those kinds of things and then he says I, I warn you as I did before those who live like this won't inherit the kingdom of God he, he doesn't he, I don't think he means you, you're not a Christian anymore he's saying you won't experience God's rule God's kingdom God's God with you all the time God working through you and in you in others lives as well so so we've got a choice we're, we're Christians we've been born again we've got his Holy Spirit within us we can live that way, but we lose our effectiveness and we lose our enjoyment 
of the relationship with God, our enjoyment of being under the rule of Jesus. Does that, that make sense? That's kind of true to life, isn't it? Don't we experience that in life? We have times where we're, we're walking close with Jesus and, and it's great, and then we have times where somehow we get distracted, we go off beam, and then we're not enjoying the rule of God. We're kind of, we, find us, we wake up one day and we think, oh, I've kind of drifted. So that's a, that's a choice. And then he says, but, on the other hand... The fruit of the spirit, the spirit, fruit of keeping in step, the spruit, the fruit of walking in step with the Holy Spirit is, and then he lists other things, love, joy, peace, forbearance. That's the ability to kind of hold yourself back a bit and bear, bear with others. Kindness, that's an underrated virtue. Goodness, faithfulness, keeping going faithfully. Gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, because God's given us life inside by the Holy Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. So that's what I want us just to think about just for a short while this morning. Is that that choice? Do we keep in step with the Holy Spirit or do we drift and we kind of get out of step? with the Holy Spirit, and he grows more distant. And, and this is not some kind of deluxe Christianity for super saints. You know, you know, some different parts of the church, they have their saints with the kind of um, ready back glow uh, around them and, and all of that. This is not a kind of deluxe kind of Christianity, you know, the other people somewhere on a stage or that you might see on YouTube. It's not, it's not a kind of deluxe Christianity for super saints. This is supposed to be... Just for Christians. He's writing to a church in Galatia, it's in modern day Turkey, a group of real people, just like you and me. They're fat, they're thin, they're bright, they're not so bright. They're, you know, they've got their issues, they're doing life, they're struggling, bringing up their kids, they're doing normal life. And he speaks to people just like you and me, and he says, Now, I want you to try and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's just a normal, Christian life to keep in step with him sometimes maybe he'll be prodding us to get on with things sometimes we may be saying hey don't don't rush on the old testament talks about hearing a whisper behind us saying go go right go left those kind of prompts keeping and it's a it's a kind of skill to be learned I suppose it's what makes a Christian life interesting I think because it's not just about coming to meetings, going away again. It's about a living relationship with God day by day. As Hillary said, it's in the workplace, not just in, in the meeting. It's great to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit in the meeting. keeps it from becoming Dullsville. But, but, but it's also in life, following his promptings, having an adventure with him. So, so the Holy Spirit, we, you already know the Holy Spirit. And there's some great, I just want to underline some truths about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is your guide. Do you you ever need a a guide? (laughs) I I do. Uh, John 16, verse 13, when the the apostles were shocked, Jesus is going away, oh no, panic, panic. And he said, don't don't worry, I'll send you you someone just like me, the Holy Spirit, and he'll guide you, particularly he'll guide you into truth. He'll go, and it's funny, sometimes I meet a new Christian and I said, oh, I heard some teaching and it, it just didn't feel at all right. And they haven't done any special Bible course or anything. There's just that sense of it fell off. And the Holy Spirit guides you yes. into truth if you want him to. Yes. 
The Holy Spirit is your helper. Do you ever feel like, I'm a bit lonely in my Christian life, I need someone alongside me? Now, we do need friends, you know, with skin on as well. Yeah. You know, real people, we need friends. But, but Jesus said, uh, John 14, verse 16 and 17, I'll send you another helper like me. Yeah. And, and he, uses, he uses a complex word, he uses the word paraclete. Yes. It means somebody, like parallel lines. Do you remember that at school? Parallel lines, they're always alongside one another. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and he's going to be alongside you. He'll, he'll never go far away. He's just going to be alongside you, another helper like me. That's wonderful, isn't it? That we're not on our own, kind of struggling with all our might to kind of keep our head above the carpet and, and live our Christian lives. No, he, we've got alongside us the Holy Spirit to help us. So we can, like Hillary was encouraging this, us this morning, you can say, help Jesus, help Holy Spirit. I, I need you, come alongside me, help me through this difficult patch, help me with this, I don't know, spreadsheet, with this colleague who's a pain in the artichokes. Uh, whatever we can we can we can ask God because he's right alongside us he's our empowerer when that that time when you feel I've got an opportunity to witness but I'm I'm scared Acts 1 verse 8 you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes power to be a witness he's the one who strengthens us on the inside do you ever feel as a Christian a bit I can't really explain this but a bit kind of wibbly wobbly (laughs) <laughs> on the inside it says in in uh, Ephesians 3 verse 16 Paul prayed I'm praying the Holy Spirit will strengthen you new on the inside yeah. with all power it's like he'll reinforce you he'll buttress you he'll hold you up when you feel like everything is shaking and you're shaking as well he'll hold you up the Holy Spirit. He's the he, Holy Spirit is the one who equips us with the gifts we need. Whatever situation we're in, we suddenly need wisdom. We suddenly need power. Suddenly someone asks, to, asks, asks us to pray for them. He's, a, he's the equipper. He gives us the gifts that we need right in the moment, as well as the ones that you might use regularly. And, and, and lastly, he's, he's, he wants to be your friend. The Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Do you remember what well, it's often said at the end of services in some churches, isn't it? The love of God. Was it the love of... Was it? The grace of God. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I think I've told the story before about... When I was a kid, my mum used to take me... It must have been preschool. Take me to ladies' meetings at, at, at the Brethren Church... I don't know, I mean, I was only a kid, so I got in. And uh, <laughs> I, can remember, I can clearly remember kind of crawling under the seats and playing with their gloves and totally ignoring what was going on. But I remember the notice they used to give out. They said, after the service, we'll have a cup of tea and fellowship. Uh, and, um, and I was just thinking, what's, what's this fellowship? I mean, you, you go, go into the back hall and they'd have these kind of lemon biscuits and a cup of tea. And I, so I grew up thinking fellowship was like this lemon biscuit. I thought, I quite like fellowship, it's quite, it's quite tasty, can I have two? But, but that's not what it means at all. We often, in some churches, they talk about let's have a cup of tea and some fellowship. It means friendship. The friendship, so Paul's coming to this church to say, the, the, the love of Christ, the grace of Jesus, and the, the friendship, may the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. That's a great thing, I pray that for us this morning. May the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us as we go into this 
new year. Not just in meetings, but day by day yeah. by day. He's our friend. He wants yeah. to be our friend. So here's the question. How, how, how does he communicate with you? In friendship, there's a, there's a chatting. Could be chatting about Band of Brothers, could be chatting. How, how does he speak to you? If we had a load of time, it would be really interesting to just kind of stop and, and ask. Some people say, oh, I, I get these dreams. Other people say, ooh, that's spooky. I don't get any dreams, but I just feel, I just feel like a, a nudge on the inside. Get a phone so-and-so. That's fine. Other people might be, well, I, get, I feel, sometimes I feel overwhelming compassion. I've just got to go and speak to this person. Or I've got to help. <coughs> Some people say, I've got, I, it's really, it's through scripture. I'm reading the scripture and something pops up. That's, that's all how the Holy Spirit, how does he talk? I can't tell you how he talks to you because you've got your, he's a friend with you. And you know how it is with friends. They have their own, you know, it might be different to John, to me, to Bill, to Rachel, to Debbie or Abby, how does he speak to you? Learn, and it's a, it's a gradual thing, isn't it? Like any relationship, you can grow in a relationship. How, do, how does he speak to you? How does he nudge you? It might be a, whoa, don't go there, mate. <laughs> Keep away from that. might be, run, run for your life, run from, that, run from that temptation. It could be all sorts of things. How does he, keep, how does he express his friendship with you? That's a, I think it's a great question just to spend a little time mulling over yourself. How does he speak to me? I don't know. It might be you think, I've got absolutely no idea. Well, ask him. Say, say Holy Spirit, do you really want to be my friend? If you do, then, then this week, give, give me a nudge. Speak to me in my, in my head, in my heart. Speak to me. Because that, that's what makes the Christian life so dynamic, so much more than just going to meetings. I love meetings. I love being together in the presence of God, worshipping him. But there's more to the Christian life than just that. So how do we keep in step with the Holy Spirit? And I, I want to just kind of, uh, that's the teaching bit done really, but I want to kind of apply this a bit more and, uh, and suggest some areas where he might be speaking to different ones of us or where he does definitely speak. Uh, and how about this? Let's, let's keep in step with him by turning away from sin now we don't talk about sin very much because we like to enjoy God's grace and how he forgives us and cleanses us not because of anything we've done but because he's good he's gracious and loving nothing we can earn or or, to earn his favor it's entirely his grace but the Holy Spirit is called the Holy Spirit because he's holy and he leads us into becoming more Christ-like and part of that is turning away from wrongdoing I, I, this summer, I had a great sabbatical, but one of the disasters was, and you won't probably have heard of this, was Kidalima Perspectalis. Oh, you say, well, what's that? He's gone strange again. It's a box moth. Anybody heard of box moth? Any gardeners here? Put your hand up, are you a gardener? I'm on my own. Oh, no, there they are. There's a few, few people who are a bit hesitant. Anybody got a box bush in their garden? You know those ones that you can clip into shape? Well, I... I Ah, well, there you go. There you go. So I had three. One I dug up in the end and threw away because it was completely bald. Uh, the other one has got about three. One I managed to catch in time. But there's these little moths. They actually look quite pretty. They've come from, come from Asia. 
I didn't have a passport or anything. But anyway, <laughs> they're, they're here now in the UK. And, and uh, they're quite pretty little moths, but they lay, they lay their eggs on box. That's what they like to eat. It's a you know, green, evergreen <laughs> shrub that you can clip into all shape and all that, if you're that way inclined, which I am. And I can't help it. And uh, anyway, and uh, they lay their leaves on it, but they lay loads of them, and loads of them hatch up. And the first thing you notice is there's something like a little web on, on the on the box and you suddenly realize you've got a bald patch but the trouble is by the time you realize that there's there's about three generations of eggs laid and, and they start destroying your box so one is chucked out one i chopped off loads and loads of it and sprayed it with a hose pipe to knock off some of, as many of the leaves i could and, and it's got I mean, it's mostly bald, and I'm seeing if I can revive it. And the other one I caught in time, but this spring, they're, they're tricky blighters because they, they, some of the eggs in the chrysalis fall into the ground. So this spring, they'll be hatching out and trying to crawl their way up the trees and, and eat all the life out of my... You know, that's what sin's like in your life. Yeah. It is. It, try, it's, it sucks the sap. Do you know these things? I, I, I don't know. You know. I, th- I think it must be the fall or something. But because they eat all the box leaves, even the birds won't eat these caterpillars because they become poisonous to the birds. It's, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? It's tricky. Sin sucks the life, the spiritual life, out of you, and, and it starts so small. You think, oh, that won't, that won't do no harm. <laughs> or, or how about this? Have you ever, ever told this one to yourself? Well, no one will know. Actually, there is one who always knows everything. Uh, but, but the trouble with sin is it's kind of na- naughty but nice. It, it's fun in the moment, but it saps your spiritual life. And, and, and you can wake up le- later and, and sin begets other sins. You do a sin, someone says, oh, you didn't know anything about this? You say, no, that's, just, that's, a, that's the lie. And, and then there's the, the hiding it and, and the deception. And, and, and sin kind of grows in our life if we're not careful, even as believers. Because, because the Spirit's in us to put to death those things, but, but sometimes we make the wrong choice and live in our old fleshly way instead. Do you see? So that's, that's the kind of warfare of the Christian life. But the Holy Spirit is in us to reveal these things to us and help us to turn away from them. I think last time I spoke on this, I spoke about the 1904 revival and how, how often they would ask at the end of meetings, they would ask the same questions. Same meetings, they'd say, is the Holy Spirit showing you a sin to turn away from? That's a great question for us as believers. Is the Holy Spirit showing you a sin to turn away? Is he showing you something you did wrong that you could put right? Is, it, is there a prompting to obey? Is there someone to say sorry to? That, that, that's part of keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, is keeping those kind of accounts with God, walking with him. You might do something and suddenly think, oh, I shouldn't. Shouldn't have done that. You can, you can go back into the meeting and say, guys, I sh- I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said I was, I was once in a meeting with Terry Virgo. Some of you will know uh, Terry Virgo. Very senior, kind of, well, he's in his 80s now, but he started our, our group of churches, which is now all over the world. It's a great guy. I was in a meeting once where, where he spoke about something, another section of the church, and he, he said a few things, and he, he was kind of mildly critical, and then we were just about to start for coffee, and, and he came back to the front, and he said, brothers, I, I just need to apologise. I, I shouldn't have spoken like that about another part of the church. What was that? That was keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. 
Now, none of us do that perfectly, but let's obey his promptings. Let's put things right. Let's, let's cultivate our relationship with this Holy Spirit. Okay, is that all right? Good, okay. Here's the second one. Let's keep in step with the Holy Spirit by, by s- sowing gospel seeds. Okay, that's a bit quaint. But by sharing the good news of Jesus. And um, I, I was really struck when I was on sabbatical. Debbie and I, um, we, obviously, we went to Uganda. I love Uganda. So beautiful. And uh, people there have been very kind and friendly towards me. Uh, but Deb, Debbie, it was Debbie's first visit. And, and we had a lot of fun um, noting down shop names because there's some corkers. And, uh, and it, was, it was good fun. And we, we had a bit of a, a giggle and it was fun. But... Um, it was just so different to the West, in a, in a good way. How about this? Uh, this, is, this is one of my favourites. God-given fumigation services. <laughs> Do we laugh? Because that's so different to in the West. And, uh, there's a point to this, I promise. Gracious Timberyard. Glory Hardware. Um, divine Mattresses. <laughs> Sounds comfy, doesn't it? There's another one, Grace Mattresses. Uh, is it, how about this one? Jesus is Enough Drug Shop. I think it means medicines, not anything else. Jesus is another truck shot. Uh, the Jesus pork joint, you saw? Jesus' Jesus's pork joint. And uh, my all-time fi- favourite was Nothing is Impossible Beauty Salon. <laughs> I could just kind of think, but with you, madam. But anyway, we won't go there. Now, we can laugh about that because we're Western and this is a different culture. But here's the thing that struck me. Here were were people that were proud of their faith in Jesus. So we can laugh because we're Western and our culture is very different. But when when did you last go into a shop and see a a sign saying God is faithful? Or nothing is impossible with God? Now those things actually used to be here in Victorian times. They were, they, they, they were here. God is the owner of these businesses and all sorts of things like that. You look, see it sometimes on old, old Victorian buildings. God is faithful, trusting God, all sorts of things like that. But, but we've lost what actually that society still has. And, and it's this, being proud of Jesus. And I, I found it actually, when, the more I reflected on it, I thought, this is actually a really good challenge to us. Are, are, we, are we proud <coughs> Of Jesus in a right way. Are we ready to sow a gospel seed? When that person in the staff room says, God, you know, I've had a headache all week. I'm so stressed up. Are you ready to say, yeah, I, I used to be like that. In fact, sometimes I still am, but I've, I found my faith in God that's really helped me. Or I've got this problem, my ankle's killing me. Well, can I, can I pray for you? Those kind of opportunities that, I, I don't know about you, I, I usually recognise my opportunities about 25 minutes after they've happened. Anyone else like that? We are a bit like that, aren't we? We think, and then, and then I go to bed and I think of the things that I could have said. We're all a bit like that, aren't we? Because we're, we're just weak people. But, but the Holy Spirit can help us to take those opportunities, to not be ashamed of our faith, but to be proud of our faith in Jesus. And, and obviously our, our context, you have to be uh, respectful, of others, you have to be sensitive. We're primarily at work to do a good job of work. We're not primarily there to evangelise people. But when we, as we get opportunities, let's speak the name of Jesus. That's very good. 
we can sing about the name of Jesus, but let's speak the name of Jesus. Let's keep in, t- uh, in step with the Holy Spirit. That uh, in Galatians 6 verse 8 talks about sowing to the Spirit. And it goes on in verse 9 to say, let's not become weary of doing good. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. So let's not become weary of speaking about Jesus, of inviting people to things, of testifying, giving something of our story. Let's keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And then, uh, then lastly, let's keep in step with the Holy Spirit by obeying his promptings. Now, if, if he's in our life, he, he will prompt us to, to do different things. I, I, uh, <coughs> I had a really bad cold well, a couple of months ago, and I was, uh, I was here, uh, just must have been just before my sabbatical, I was here for the first service, and I had to do something in the second service. My throat was like the bottom of a parrot's cage. And uh, so I thought, I've got to get some, some strepsils or something just to... <coughs> get my throat working again and I, as I walked over the road uh, I felt the Lord say to me buy a cup of coffee for a homeless person so I thought yeah okay I'll do that so um, so I did I went to I went I bought the I bought my strepsils otherwise I know what I'd do I'd go buy a cup of coffee and then forget to get, get the strepsils because my brain's like that but so I bought the strepsils first then I went to Greg's bought a cup of coffee and I thought oh let's throw in a sausage roll and uh, so I did that uh, and, and I'd like to tell you that heavens open nothing happened but what happened was this i obeyed god yeah and and who knows what can happen when we all obey god that's just a little example i think i've told you the story have i told you the story about my mate john and the lemon the lemon creams back to the lemon creams again he came came out of a prayer meeting uh, in uh, he lives in guernsey and uh, and he felt he, he's quite a prophetic guy and he felt god say buy some lemon creams and go to the clifftop car park which is a strange thing because his dinner was ready at home, but he thought, oh well. Uh, so he bought some lemon creams from the spa shop on the corner, went to the car park on top of the cliffs, and uh, thought, well, now what do I do? Silence, nothing. So he, he thought, oh, there's a bench there. I, I'll go and eat lemon creams because I'm getting hungry now. It's time for dinner. So, so he went and sat on the bench, and, and in the distance he saw someone walking along. And uh, so when the guy got near him, he, he said, do you want a lemon cream? Yeah. That's what he had in his hands. And the guy said, oh, my favourite. So they sat down and started munching these biscuits. And it, it turned out the guy had gone there to end his own life. Now, that's, that's, a, that's not like me in a sausage roll. That's a more dramatics. But what I'm saying is you don't know what might happen yeah. if you obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Very good. We don't know, do we? Very we just good. don't know. So I want to encourage us. might be to give you a testimony... Might be, it might be like Jane and Mike, who are now not, not with us. Let's do a drop-in cafe downstairs. All sorts of things can happen. Remember Darren running a small group around the pool table downstairs for a, for a while. And, and, and a couple of people became Christians through that. Let's obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't know what the time is, but I, I feel it's time to stop. So let's stop. Shall we pray for each other?